You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 6th of November. No, it's not November, it's December 2020. <laughs> I didn't write November. I didn't write launched correctly, though. <laughs> I'm here to help. To help? Yes, in any way I can, so don't be shy. I'm here. <laughs> it probably means you're in terrible danger. <laughs> I'm Benji, he's Nick Briggs, and uh, I just didn't say my second name either. And we're here to welcome you to another packed what is your podcast of it's Clifford, like the big oh. red dog. We're here to welcome you to another packed <laughs> podcast of Big Finish Audio Drama Goodness. And this week it's all about Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious. Yes, the multi-platform narrative arc that you can follow in books, audiobooks, comics, and full cast audio drama. And this week we'll be releasing two epic adventures involving the Daleks. Well, we'll be going behind the scenes with Genetics of the Daleks by Johnny Morris, starring Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor, and we'll be dramatising you with the first 15 minutes of Mutually Assured Destruction by Lizzie Hopley and starring Paul McGann as the eighth Doctor. Yes, it's a sort of diehard with the Doctor as Bruce Willis and the Daleks as Hans Gerber and his gang, if you understand that reference to an ancient movie there. And of course, we'll be delivering up all your favourite regular features. Well, he's not <laughs> wrong, you know. He's not wrong, you know. Listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Our latest reviews this week, it's Doctor Who short trips, These Stolen Hours, performed by India Fisher. Oh, yeah. And once again, we offer you, yes, you at home, a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. And in a moment, we'll be chatting about Time Lord Victorious. Oh, he's gone. Is he going to come back? <sighs> Hello. Oh, thank goodness for that. Well, let's try, let's uh, chat about Time Lord Victorious then. Yes, as we mentioned a while back, and indeed a few minutes ago, it's a Doctor Who multi-platform narrative arc. The idea came from BBC Studios head of publishing Mandy Thwaites, and Big Finish stalwart James Goss was appointed to devise the storyline. And the brilliant thing about it is that you can get on board with as much of the story as you want without really missing out as well. It's a bit like those old buses. Uh, so you could just listen to the audios, you could just read the comic strip or or even a novel or binge the whole lot the, the choice is yours it is in the palm of your hands yes well it's a bit like a hotel breakfast buffet it's very true yeah you can uh, have croissants and coffee if you like which are the comic strips obviously or a full cooked breakfast if you prefer which is uh, the big finish audio stuff <laughs> And you don't even need to touch the cold ham and cheese if you don't want to, which is the Daleks animation. Or you can gorge yourself on everything. Benji, do you like to stay in a hotel and have a breakfast? I always do. I, I enjoy a good hotel breakfast. You know, I, I would say I like a hotel breakfast, but then I'm not one for yes. like a bed and breakfast. I don't I do not do the B&B really? thing. No, not really. I don't like the personal touch. It sounds odd, <laughs> you know. I don't want somebody to come down and say, Are you enjoying your breakfast? Because I might not be enjoying my breakfast. Yeah, and then I'll have yeah. to tell them. What I like is a faceless corporate company to deliver me uh, a full English breakfast that I can eat at my leisure without being disturbed. 
No, fair enough. But sometimes I've been forced into a situation where, you know, I've been doing like a theatre job with that's not very well paid. And so and the only thing I could do is book myself into a little B&B. And you're sort of just basically in someone's house. I, no, I remember I, I, was, I, I, was, like I was living. Well, I had no choice. I, I was living in the basement in this sort of airless room. But then you go upstairs at uh, breakfast time and there's just a chap there, you know, and he says, hi, well, what would you like for breakfast? And then he personally just goes into the kitchen, just like anyone's kitchen, and just cooks it for you and is brilliant at it. And it's a brilliantly cooked breakfast just being cooked for me how many sausages do you want uh, you can have three if you like you know it's like, oh God, thank you very much you know it's all included in the price so i know what you mean it, it it's, it it's seems a, a bit vibe. aggressive but i mean it is quite nice to, to have that but also the the breakfast say when we do big finish day there's a good breakfast at the uh, what's the hotel Sam? oh the hotel we are now we we were in the we were, we're in the travel, hotel now. we were in the travel lodge weren't we um, no it's not a travel tra- lodge travel holiday in holiday no, no not holiday in um the one that lenny henry used to advertise uh premier in premier in that's, that's what it was the yeah. one yeah it's good breakfast there good bar there as well actually yeah um, yeah. yeah you know those two things are like a marriage you know you can't have one without the other really for the full experience Yes, yes. And obviously all my comparisons to bits of the breakfast with the various bits of Time Lord Victorious were frivolous. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, there's no reason why Daleks the Animation was, in fact, the cold ham and cheese, because I quite like cold ham and cheese. I can't eat cheese anymore because I've got gallstones, so... That's the end of that one, then, isn't it, really? (laughs) Dear, dear. Well, you know, the point is, of what we're saying here, really, is that, you know, you can have as much or as little as you like. It won't affect the whole story you can just dip in and out and i think that's really nice it means and also it means that there's you know in the future you you won't have to worry about missing one thing yes. so you, you can you know you can get the cd you can go and spend take a year off go camping in epping and then uh come back and uh you know read the comics <laughs> can't get a hotel breakfast if you're camping you get a couple of pine cones and the trees and all that business. But yes, big finish, we love hotel breakfasts. <laughs> so remember, Time Lord Victorious, you can buy all the big finish stories and enjoy them as a complete experience. Some of you out there still might be unsure about whether to dip in, so consider this some reassurance for you. Well, coming up right now, we look at the latest reviews. As promised, we're talking about Doctor Who short trips, These Stolen Hours by Grace Knight and performed by India Fisher. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who short trips. The last time I was here with the Doctor. Well, a Doctor. Not my Doctor exactly. These stolen hours. He took to wandering around, looming over workstations until eventually he got what he wanted and someone official tried to stop him. All right, she said. What do you make of this? We woke up this morning to find that every single researcher on the base has had two weeks of research done for them overnight. Did you indeed, said the doctor. Show me. I tried. For weeks, actually, since it started. I try every day. But it's always the same, you know. They say you're right, and then they... they just forget again. You're not affected? There was an accusing note in the doctor's tone. I don't know why. I've scanned them and myself, but I can't find anything different. 
If, if you really are here to help, then, um, then you'd better meet Professor Vane. Big Finish. We love stories. Well, just go to bigfinish.com and enter stolen hours into the search pane at the top. Sort of oh, reference, sort of, you know, roughly thing. sort of work yeah. base. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first up, it's Who Review, that's without a zero, dot wordpress.com. You see, a clever way of getting the Who Review without, yeah. you know, having to have just normal O and then add some numbers or something to bolster it. <laughs> You know, well, in I'm this case, you, I suppose yeah. irony. The irony in this is there is a number in there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but, uh, I'm glad we're discussing this. I wonder whether we could talk about this for longer. It's important. Let's just carry on the whole podcast now about this. <laughs> um, overall, this is a fantastic little story with a compelling plot. Great focus on Charlie as a character and vibrant, energetic narration from India Fisher. Isn't she brilliant? Yeah, she's and after brilliant. this and her tortured story, Iceberg, um, from earlier this year, I'm greatly looking forward to Grace Knight's next script. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Rating 4.5 out of 5. Not bad. Uh, MichaelGlowenski.com says, These Stolen Hours is a lovely little short trip and a great example of how the format can and should be used to its full advantage. Narrated and performed by returning veteran... I'm sure India will be most flattered about that description. (laughs) (laughs) I explained to her the other day, we had a good old chat. I think for about two hours, I think. Uh, India Fisher, who is, again, fantastic. 8.2 out of 10. Very precise, very precise. Thank you, Michael. Well, DoctorWhoWatch.com, the famous clocksmith, they do these fantastic cuckoo <laughs> clocks where the TARDIS pops out. You know, it's very good. Um, TARDIS and the Dalek. Um, I wish, i tell you what, somebody made me a Doctor Who cuckoo clock. Oh, any any on, fantastic Swiss clockmakers out there. Um, so so this, these stolen hours is a nice little visit to a much-loved audio companion. Whilst we're still waiting for the third series of her own spin-off, Seriously, Nick Briggs, uh, you can't just leave it at Series 2's incredibly bleak ending. I won't, I won't. Um, This is a great trip uh, back to her travels with the Doctor and a nice reminder of why she's such a fantastic companion. She is fantastic. SciFiBulletin.com says a thought-provoking short trip that gives some new perspective on Charlie Pollard. Eight slash out of ten. And on Twitter, Matthew Vernon three says, "Big finish." Doctor Who: These Stolen Hours is fascinating, and I love its narrative placement for Charlie. Also, waiting for Big Finish to place the Charlotte Pollard series under leading ladies on the app. Yeah, get on it. Oh, is there a leading ladies section on the app? Well, there must be. Otherwise, I wouldn't mention it, would they? Yeah. Why is it not there? I don't know. Anyway, Ot Tom Halsholm at Tom Halsen one two one eight says these stolen hours from Big Finish by Grace Gracie Rocket. <laughs> uh, that's obviously Grace Knight, isn't it? Uh, is a delightful short trip, really excelling at exploring Charlie's relationship with the Doctor. At Ind Fisher is a wonderful narrator. She is, she is, and brings so much life to this character and excellent story. Well, Dragonwings948 says, These Stolen Hours was the biggest kick in the fields. And I'm, oh, you're right. And I'm literally crying whilst on my daily walk, which is fine. Thanks, Big Finish. Oh, well, I hope that was a good cry. Uh, At Justin B. Quinnick, one of our favourites, says, These Stolen Hours by At Gracie Rocket. (laughs) 
is another cheer-worthy addition to At Big Finishes Magnificent 2020 ST lineup. ST, ST is an abbreviation for short trips, you know. Charlie's voice, heart, and fluctuating dynamic with Sixie were written beautifully. I would love to hear more of Grace's work, maybe tackling an eighth Charlie adventure. That's interesting. People talking about eighth Doctor earlier. Anyway. My phone went, but it was just an email from you. I think it's late to the party. Good um, lord. <laughs> uh, Carl Will 42601337 says, <laughs> sounds like a robot, doesn't it? 42601337. This number goes on forever. That's why the Dalek ended up in the um, in the vaults because it just kept reciting the number forever, for eternity. <laughs> the math Dalek. Um, the latest short trip from Big Finish is "These Stolen Hours" by Gracie Rocket. Um, it's an absolute beaut. The author has a great handle on both Sixie and Charlie, yeah. and it's a fantastic story with a lot of heart. This is one of those really memorable ones that I'll want to return to a lot. Brilliant. And there you have it. Next week, we dash back to the swinging 60s. For Adam Adamant Lives, Volume 2, Face Off. Face Off. That was me. Thank you very much. Well, coming up soon, we delve behind the scenes with Time Lord Victorious, Genetics of the Daleks by Johnny Morris and directed by our mate, Jamie Anderson. But Ah. before that, Nick? It's listeners' emails. That's right. Well, for some of you, as I read this this lovely podcast, for some of you, I believe it's snowing right now. (gasps) Uh, The UK uh, is being bathed in a blanket of snow and just like snowflakes emails are everywhere Ooh, walking in the snow tissue. sound effect I'm walking in snow that's very good don't, don't fall over it's quite a good effect isn't it it's quite nice isn't it I know that for grass they used to use bits of old cassette tape Oh, just tape. tape. Uh, I've got quarter-inch tape in a film can that I use for grass. Yeah, I just get that out and squish that around. Brilliant, isn't it? It's it's better than growing a lawn. You just get tape out. Well, that's better than you can listen to it at your leg. Well, you can't. I I have grown some grass, actually. Do you know, between my paving stones I've put out, and I'm so thrilled at the grass I've grown. It's such a thrilling experience. (laughs) It really is. I know I'm being insincere, have you thought about taking up anything else like knitting or uh, you know, you well, might enjoy that vegetables can I grow some vegetables Ooh, what, what uh, are you going to go for I don't know I'm taking advice from the, the aforementioned Mandy Thwaites uh, from head of publishing at uh, the BBC because she's a very keen gardener green fingers she's, yeah she's really and she's shown me photographs of her vegetables they're incredible I, I expect <laughs> my first year I'll just manage the sort of withered little rubbishy things but I'm going to give it a go I've got a patch in the garden ready for it I'm very excited well if I may recommend uh, runner beans are great especially a good winter vegetable but as well as that uh, you get a lot of them yes that's, that's the good thing you know you get your runners and then you can be like those wonderful people that you get who say knock on your door and say excuse me I've just uh, I've, I've got loads of runner beans and I thought I thought you might like some you think oh yeah very much I'll have our that next door, our next door neighbour does that he just puts them on the wall for us how nice is that you and know, beetroot he grows beetroot oh now now you're talking my language fresh beetroot 
Fresh beats <gasps> the way. It's yeah. it's uh, you know, it's it's a revelation. Yeah, I've, I've got a little herb. I've got a little herb garden that I grow. Have you now? Because I like my herbs. Yeah, I do like my herbs. A bit witchy in that way, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of eye of newt. Yeah. I wonder what that broomstick in the corner of your room is all about. Yes, <laughs> yes I'm, I am popping out later. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, the, if, if you like, a, if, if I suppose emails are a bit like vegetables, you can grow them yeah. and they get enjoyed afterwards. And, and if you want to grow your <laughs> just email, <like> them. <laughs> just send it to podcastabigfinish.com and we, we may even eat them with our. Uh, ghost dinners there we go so first up here is one uh, the subject of this one is listener email and this oh, is from relevant. Uh, Chris Buswell um, dear Nick and Benji I look forward to Sundays and hearing your banter along oh. with clips from Big Finish the emails and news thank you thank you in your first podcast, in your in your first podcast, in your first podcast, you're speaking on Winnie's. I yes, so I am. You're a podcast. In your podcast, just before the first lockdown, you recommended watching Dark Shadows on Amazon Prime. Oh. I've been loving this old telly program, and each suspenseful ending kept me hooked for the next episode and helped keep me sane while shielding at home. I took advantage of your Halloween sale to buy oh. as many of the Dark Shadows CDs as my budget would allow and Brilliant. had them delivered within days. <gasps> so now with lockdown two, uh, I have some great company to, kel- to help me entertain. To help me to keep me entertained. Um, my thanks to you both, to your clever marketeers, hardworking warehouse colleagues, and to all the super talented actors, sound engineers, composers, etc. Uh, I'm a recent convert to your app and loved re listening to favourites like I Davros and Jags and Lightfoot. I like that. Jags. Jags, um, are right here, Jags. Right, Jags, yeah. Uh, a very grateful Chris Buswell from Bottom Aberdeenshire. Oh, thank you, Chris. That's very nice. Uh, Simon McCauley writes in with a Davros question. Dear Nick and Benji, I'm a great fan of Big Finish's output and have enjoyed every release I've listened to. I've lost count of how many, but probably hundreds, I would say so, yeah. The app makes it easy to enjoy your excellent dramas on the move. Many a boring train journey has been enlivened by one of your superbly written and brilliantly acted Doctor Who stories. Nick's Daleks are especially potent. Oh, thank you. Uh, When piped directly into one's ears <laughs> into your ears i recently downloaded the complete i davros including the davros mission and enjoyed following the development of the eponymous character from genius child to his megalomaniacal adulthood this prompted a question where exactly does the davros mission fit into the continuity of the other davros stories i know that it takes place after davros leaves necros in revelation of the daleks but do the events in the Davros mission take place before or after those depicted in the excellent Juggernaut? Thanks for taking the time to read my email and thanks again for all your brilliant work. I'll back off now. <laughs> Simon McCauley sent Spack from off. my iPhone. That's a reference uh, to uh, Destiny, Destiny of the Daleks, of the Daleks. When, the, when he says back off. off. Uh, yes. It's rather unfortunate. Sorry if that's offended anyone. Uh, the Davros mission is indeed set after Revelation of the Daleks, and my idea was that it was directly after Revelation of the Daleks. So I can't imagine that anything happened before that. I actually he wrote might have it to the Kazi. Just he quickly. may have done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I did it for um, to entertain's Davros box set release. Uh, it was meant to be an exclusive on that. 
and uh, yes, and has since become available from Big Finish. This is an interesting one. There's there's a notice in red on this one, Benji. Oh well, I like a notice in red. Um, Do I read out the notice in red? Yeah, you can too. Okay, this is from Rich Cross. Uh, Oh, survivors email info survivors man. Rich Cross from White Cross. It's a little survivors in in joke there. and says and now time for reviews um hi nick and benji i hope this email finds you both well there's no need to select this email for reading out on the podcast if you think the subject matter is naff it was just something i wanted to pitch to you that's in red <laughs> italics and bold yeah uh, it, we didn't think it was naff so we're, we're happy to read it's it in here we, we've got it in here uh, i'm writing uh, with a suggestion in relation to the possibility of crediting reviewers during the review section of the podcast and yes, as a regular reviewer of Big Finish material for Cult Box and before that for Starburst, I must declare a vested interest. She has declared a vested interest. Uh, currently, when you quote from published reviews, you reference the platform on which the review appears, but not the name of the writer of the review. So listeners are told that Cult Box says, or Blog to Who writes. But whilst those sites are the publisher, and are the means through which that review reaches its audience, it's the opinion, and hopefully the interesting insight, of the currently nameless reviewers that you are quoting. Yes. With advertising budgets pared back, reviews and the buzz of social media commentary now play a key promotional role in spreading the word about new Big Finish releases. Too right. It's very rare these days for any publisher to pay someone for reviews of audio drama. Many writers who previously supplemented their day job with paid freelance work have had to join an army of unpaid content providers. Terrible, terrible. These reviewers do it for the love of genre audio and a chance to share their reflections on lots of quality content from Big Finish. But writing a review does involve time, thought and effort. So it would be great if you could see your way clear to giving reviewers reviewers with the ERS at the end uh, an occasional shout out and so end their podcast anonymity 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 is the word I wanted to use there I know (laughs) you could hear me afterwards go it's a hard word to say Um, it would just be a case of tweaking the lead in to use the style writing on cult box Joe Bloggs says yes um in addition, if quotes from reviews could once again be added to the po- uh, the product listings on the Big Finish website, that would be extra splendid. This does still happen occasionally, but it's become a rare event. Um, if that all proves impossible to implement, I might have to change my reviewing style as follows. In this latest release from Big Finish, the script, written by Big Finish, is impressively brought to life by the Big Finish director and the Big Finish acting ensemble. Whilst Big Finish's musical score and Big Finish's sound design add greatly to the atmosphere and help make Big Finish's singular contribution to the Big Finish release particularly notable. Best wishes, reviewer. No, it's not. No, it's Rich Cross. There you go. And no, you can it's find a re- Rich crossover at Cult Box, by the way. Yeah, um, Rich, that is. I wanted uh, this to be read out because I think it's a really good point. Um, I think that the ne- I th- if you'll remember, Benji, we used to have a joke with um, Tony Filer, didn't we? From uh, Mass Movement, we used to say that he was 
related to Bill Filer from uh, Claws of Axos. <laughs> Bill Filer. Yeah. Bill so, Filer. so there must have been a point where we were reading out reviewers' names. And I rather think it was when I was collating the reviews. And then, uh, this is not to blame poor Alfie, but when Alfie Shaw started doing it, I think he just quoted. So I've made a request for Alfie, who does a brilliant job of going around and collating all these reviews to um, to put the, the writer's name in. It won't happen immediately because Alfie is super efficient and is a couple of months ahead. But you're absolutely right, Rich. I, I have no quarrel with anything you say. And I particularly like the way you put the boot on the other foot at the end of your email. I think that makes the point perfectly. Yeah, I do want people's names to be quoted um so that i die know who you are um but no i think it's really important and also you know oh god exactly the same as my thoughts i want the reviews all over the product pages uh and i keep pushing for it but it's just a question of manpower hours really um you'll notice that a lot of my specific productions like the human frontier and uh, the prisoner and adam adamant uh they do have the reviews because i put them there myself I just go on and enter them into the reviews section. Um, you notice the prisoner has stacks of reviews because we got stacks of reviews and they were all excellent. And I just thought, you know, Whack them on as, a, as a punter myself, uh, we all pretend that we're only interested in our own point of view. But if you see a review and it's good, it has a huge influence on you. You're so right about that, Rich. And so uh, I think it would cost us nothing to show gratitude to the people who spend all that time thinking about and, you know, writing about reviews. Obviously, if you don't like stuff, we're not going to quote you anyway. So there you go. But if you do like stuff, that's brilliant. <laughs> and we will absolutely give you credit for it. It will take a while for that to phase in, but it's really, really important. I, I remember when I used to work for a film review magazine, I was so thrilled when my review got quoted on a poster, you know, sometimes they attributed it to me, but some, mostly it was to the actual um, publication and not my name, which was a bit disappointing. But uh, but we try. That's the point. Is we're, yeah. we're, we're, it's on the list of things that, that we plan on doing. So don't, fear not. It's a great point that you put across, definitely. Yeah. I also specialised in writing uh, good reviews of things that other people didn't like because I knew there was more of a chance of me being quoted. I mean, I did genuinely like them, but, you know, when I, you know, <laughs> but that's when I got quoted because uh, otherwise I wasn't important enough. That's it for the emails this week. More next time. Send to podcast at bigfinish.com. Time now to go behind the scenes with Doctor Who, The Time Lord Victorious, Genetics of the Daleks by Mr. Johnny Morris. Hello, I'm Jamie Anderson and I'm the director of Genetics of the Daleks. I'm here to help. To help? Yes. In any way I can, so don't be shy. I'm here. <laughs> it probably means you're in terrible danger. Are you threatening us? I wouldn't dare. What harm can an empty Dalek casing do? It's perfectly safe, right? Well, uh, in Genetics of the Daleks, we are faced with just one dead Dalek and 10,000 humans on a starship headed for a new homeworld. What could possibly go wrong? But you know when the Time Lords are interfering in the Doctor's life and dropping him onto that starship, you can be pretty sure that things are about to go very, very wrong indeed. Hello, my name's Emma Haig and I'm the producer of Genetics of the Daleks. You'd get Brooke to take cells from your body, open up the capsules in the cryogenic section and inject them into the sleepers. Your genetic material would then cause their cells to mutate 
like an infection. Not an infection! A catalyst to produce a superior being! An abomination with the genetics of the Daleks. So the BBC contacted Big Finish to see if we would be up for writing and producing a companion piece to go with the new Escape Hunt game. And we obviously said yes, that would be great. We asked Johnny Morris if he'd be uh, up for writing and luckily he said yes. So after a couple of meetings with the Escape Hunt team and the BBC and Johnny came up with a few different outlines... We then settled on the story that Johnny went off to write. The Doctor is aware of my presence on this ship. Covert action is no longer necessary. Shall I kill him? No, bring him to me. He must be exterminated by a Dalek. This story is a fun but gripping romp and... It includes some classic Dalek action. It's a great standalone story on its own. You don't have to listen to this story to play the escape room, but if you do do a combination of the two, this story will give you little insights, little tidbits, little little extra layers to the escape room story. Hello, I'm Jonathan Morris, and I wrote Doctor Who Genetics of the Daleks. Uh, this story had a, was an unusual brief because it, it was kind of like building a bridge I had the beginning, which had to join up with the end of the previous story, and I had an ending leading into the escape room experience. I had a monster, and the last surviving Time Squad Dalek, and I had a setting, the terraforming spaceship Future, on its way to a distant world carrying 10,000 colonists in cryogenic suspension. So I basically I had to sort of build a bridge in as interesting and diverting a way as possible. My name is Tom Baker, and I play the Doctor. Come on, Doctor! Come on! I just need to... reverse the polarity. Then, when the power comes back on... Power restored. Down! I'm filled with um, lovely, sweet memories of, ha- of having been Doctor Who, and I say having been Doctor Who. I've never stopped being Doctor Who, because the fans will never let me. I have sharp memories, you know, the excitement of playing a a famous part and feeling the marvellous affection of the fans. Yes, it was wonderful. My fans have just grown older and older and older, naturally, and anyway, it was a happy time. When I read the script for this one, actually it took me two passes to really get who was who and, you know, who were the real criminal elements who was the bad guy it wasn't just sort of two factions you know a lot of these a lot of Doctor Who stories end up being too clear goodies and baddies for for want of a better way of splitting them but for this there's Graf and Finlay who really are you know they have the best of intentions although maybe not the best way of going about them um, Captain Graf then you've got Chuke and Swan who are the criminals then you've got Brooke, who's just a fascinated scientist, but he's gone wrong. And then you've got the Dalek, and then you've got the mutants. And, yeah, there's a lot of things at play, a lot of politics going on. And so I really wanted to make sure that we got a sense of the of the politics and the emotions and the, the splits between characters or the potential splits between characters in this. And hopefully we've, we've just about succeeded. Hello, I'm Pippa Hayward, and I play Captain Graff. Something's going on on this ship, and if the Doctor's not behind it, he can help me find out who is. Quite a noble character, I think. A bit humorless, possibly. 
But yes, the way she handles a very tricky mission on board her starship and the way she is very self-sacrificing at the end, I think, um, yeah, I think she's a very good egg. Very proud to play her. Hello, my name's Clive Mantle and I've just finished playing Medical Officer Chook in Genetics of the Daleks. Once the others are awake, we can arm them and take the bridge. And kill the rest. I'd forgotten what a bloodthirsty soul you are, Karen. Yes, you can kill the rest. All except Finley. We'll need a pilot. And if he refuses, we can always kill his family, one by one. Well, he's, uh, he's one of the world's nastiest uh, gangsters and he's stolen aboard on his way to far escaping his rightful justice. I just channeled my, uh, my inner villain. Uh, which I think we've all probably got. It's um, the person in the depth of our memory and our being that we would like to turn into when people uh, do us wrong. Um, so I just channeled that and um, and tried to make him laugh as much as possible as he was doing his foul deeds. I like all the villains, you know, because I'm fond of the villains because when you play the hero, you love the villains because without them, you couldn't win. So as soon as I know that someone's going to be a villain, you know, I love him or her. And, um, and that's the way of melodrama, isn't it? That one can't exist without the other. Just go to bigfinish.com and type genetics, just that, into the search pane at the top to get this injected right into your ear things. It's available from this week. And there'll be more from Time Lord Victorious coming up at the end of the podcast oh. with Paul McGann starring in Mutually Assured Destruction by Lizzie Hopley and directed by Scott Hancock. But before that, it's time to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's the Randomoid Selectatron. Well, Ran has plucked out a great one for people wanting to get into a, a, a particular range. It's Graceless Series 1. So this Let's is a great a way yeah. to start your journey with the Graceless Girls. Well, we uh, we were talking about Graceless just a couple of podcasts back, weren't we? We were, yes. Well, uh, here's the trailer. Me and my sister. We're not real people. We were made. Created by pan-dimensional beings. The Grace, to help save space and time. The Grace gave us special powers with just a thought. We can be anywhere or when in the universe. We can affect people, see into their heads, influence their thoughts. We're still learning what we can do. Oh, great. What are you doing here? Looking for you. Who the hell is she? My perfect, good as gold sister. Your Uncle Lindsay asks a moment of your time. We want everyone to enjoy themselves while they're with us on the sphere. What happens on the sphere stays on the sphere. Grace, you better please. So we can teleport in. But we can't teleport out. We're trapped here. An example must be made. What have you done? What have you done? You visiting Compton or passing through? We don't know yet. You two are under arrest. Oh, yeah? For what? For murder. The murder of our children. 46 people dead. Women, children and babies. We didn't do anything. They vanished before our eyes. We can't get away. Nicholas, no! Fight it, lad! Fight it! 
Oh, God. The fog, it is alive. It's reaching out to us. Whatever's been taking our people, it's coming for us all. Impact on flank B-12. Shields up on flank B-12. No, wait. Merrick, dear boy! Who's that? I take it I have made my point. You sold us out. You can't buy us. Our powers aren't for sale. I'll do anything you want, if you'll only help me. But that's the planet of rain, Abby. We've come home. We are going to do this. Whatever it takes, we are doing it. Abby! Abby, I don't want to... Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. The Graces thing is very much the brainchild of Simon Guerrier, a very talented writer who works extensively for us and a very nice fellow to boot, although I've never personally booted him, but he is very nice. Ooh, <laughs> ouch! Ooh. They started Absolutely. off in Doctor Who and they've spun off, isn't it? Kira Jansen and Laura Donington. Yeah. Well, they end up in so many different things and that's the beauty. You know, It's a great jumping in point, obviously, with this one because you can see where their own journey, as it were, goes on and then you'll notice once you start listening you'll you'll notice that they crop up everywhere yeah they've come back with the fifth doctor quite recently haven't they absolutely yeah so you know it's, it's certainly one one worth uh getting involved with yes, yes i would absolutely recommend it yes, absolutely. Totally, excellent excellent absolutely how, how do we get the 25% discount well you'll be uh, pleased Saturn, to know Saturn's rising in the, in the distance here <laughs> uh, it's even better as watching your face do that as well. It's the, the, my Patrick Moore uh, impersonation. Yeah, so it's a star of the night. Monocle. Um, <laughs> now, it's so simple. All you have to do, go to bigfinish.com, slap that in your, your browser, then oh. head over to podcasts on the menu and come up with the podcast page. And there'll be a little thing under the, uh, the, the podcast in question. It'll say, read more. And once you click read more... It'll show in the little blurby bit. It'll say, just click here and enter yes. the code BUCK UP. And that's BUCK UP, all capital letters, no full stops, no complications. BUCK no UP complications. on that link, and you will get your 25% discount. Can't say fairer than that. Well, well you, fairer than that. You can did. say fairer than that. You can, yes, you can. Some kind of genius. Well, Benji, I thought that was beautifully handled. Very sensitive. Thank you very much. Well, you know me. I do I do try. I do try. Uh, well, thanks, Ran. You know, always delivering the goods. Once again, you worked a miracle. Miracle. But sadly, uh, it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye. In the style of a victorious Time Lord. Hooray. Great. I, I did it. Ace. Ace. Hooray. <laughs> Here's five quid to celebrate. <laughs> Right, time now for the drama tease. Doctor Who, Time Lord Victorious, mutually assured destruction by Lizzie Hopley and starring Paul McGann. And it's directed by uh, Scott Hancock. If that's not enough of a recommendation for you, I don't know what is. survive. We always survive. Assessment of all systems. Orbital propulsion not responding. Navigational power. 
Negative. Dalek time ship drive system overheating approaching critical. Strategist, your recommendation? Contact the engine room. Structural temperatures are under their control. Communications impaired. Send more drones to stabilize temperatures. We must exit the time vortex. Impossible at current operating levels. Total system failure imminent. Restore contact with the engine room immediately. Repairs to cooling system failing. The work is obstructed. One open time. Repeat your orders, bridge. Repeat. Switching to subsystem communication. Analysis strategist. Delays to repairs are simply an after-effect of the initial explosion. The doctor must have perished in the blast. Then this is still a victory for the Dalek race! The TARDIS. The TARDIS must be moved immediately. Awaiting orders to evacuate engine room? No. The Time Lord's ship must be protected. Our priority is to stabilize the cooling system. There will be no evacuation. system and bypass our readings. Reverse the damage and stabilize all systems. Removing devices. 
command. Bridge command. Bridge command. I'm afraid they're not listening to you anymore, mostly because I pulled your comms unit out of the wall. Now, point me to my TARDIS, and I'll be on my way. Bridge command to engine room, report. Communication failure. This was not caused by the initial explosion. The problem in the engine room must be dealt with remotely. I will contact the Dalek scientist in the primary laboratory for assistance. It is a failure of strategy. Explain. Your alliance with the Doctor led to the destruction of our ship. Your actions have jeopardized the survival of the Dalek Time Squad. This will be reported. I will also send a report. I will advise the Emperor to terminate your function and appoint a Dalek specialist to control all temporal activities. You are not that Dalek. That shock I gave your friend didn't escape you completely, did it? Or you'd have killed me by now. How are you alive? You mean now or in general? Because both answers are quite complicated. No life vault can survive this heat unprotected. I am no ordinary life form. Scan me. Or did I fry that bit of you too? Identify yourself. I'm just a rat in the skirting boards causing havoc. Now, where is it? You are the doctor. Correct. Big blue box plugged it in over there. Turn your back for one minute. You are looking for the TARDIS. You're a bright one. What have you done with it? Time Commander. You have had the TARDIS removed from the engine room. You did not inform me of this action. Your decision to connect the Time Lord ship to our operating systems endangered both vessels. The lock shows it was disconnected on your orders. Why was I not consulted? It was not necessary. We were using its power to navigate the Vortex. Without it, our systems will continue to fail. Dalek intelligence is supreme! Your alliance weakened our systems! It was our only chance of survival. The TARDIS is an alien device. The unknown is a threat to the Dalek race. It is an invaluable reserve of Time Lord knowledge. And now it will be under my supervision. Transferred to bridge. Bring it inside, Executioner. Stop. I will supervise. The TARDIS is my jurisdiction. What are these markings on the outer shell? Testing weapon resistance. On what authority? You are an execution unit. Alien technology must not corrupt Dalek systems. 
The TARDIS is not responsible for the failings of this ship. I must deal with the intruders. Ultimate authority override. The Dalek time ship has been scanned. No intruder was found. Scans inaccurate. I will purge all alien life. Search and destroy. What of the remaining cargo? It will be eliminated. You require authorization from the scientist. Authority override. Purge commencing. send others. You have no escape. There is, for a rat in a cooling system that services every part of your ship. Where's my TARDIS? You have been inside the cooling vents. Propulsion thrusters, service modules, everywhere you've had trouble to be exact. So, if I can find my TARDIS and get off this ship, that trouble will go away. You have made an error. Perhaps I should try the primary laboratory. Your scientist must have an interest in my ship. Providing this information is an error, cooling system will be repaired, you will die. I'm afraid it's you that are making the error. Come any closer, you'll run into a bunch of live wires. Repair systems, exterminate the I did warn you. Now, which vent leads to the primary laboratory? Eeny, meeny. Oh. Repairs to laboratory and payload systems nearing completion. Good. You will assist in coordinating repairs to the main energy grid. I am making my assessment for the primary laboratory. I will require an interface with the engine room. Communications are problematic. Is the most efficient solution. We must harvest parts from the Time Lord vessel. That is not possible. You requested my assistance. The TARDIS was considered a risk to our systems. It was disconnected. You will utilize your own resources. This decision is unscientific. It is the order of the Time Commander. We need navigational power. Vortex stresses will break up the ship. All power is being used to stabilize vortex effects. You will find another solution. What is the situation assessment? The scientist is re-evaluating. There will be no more failings in the chain of command on my vessel. Breach. Proceeding to next section. I will also reevaluate that chain of command. Explain? It is not wise to give the execution unit such agency. I was not consulted. The execution unit is our most efficient defense. It has conducted unauthorized tests to gain access to the TARDIS. It acted on my command! Primary laboratory to bridge! Diverting power from primary laboratory to essential systems! Do not delay! Begin immediately! 
This procedure will disrupt environmental and cryogenic systems. It will be irreversible. This is of no concern. The cargo will wake from stasis in the holding chamber. Survival is unlikely. Only Dalek lives matter. Move! Access to cryo chamber denied. Move! Access to cryo chamber Authority override. Emergency purge in progress. The cryo chamber is operational. All alien life forms to be exterminated. Move! Access wall chamber is in flux, is hazardous to Dalek units. Entry will cause terminal corruption to your personal systems. I shall return! Energy transfer from cryogenic 60% complete! Still insufficient. Divert power from more non-essential systems. Cutting primary laboratory environmental controls. Gravity, airflow, lighting. Tip systems non-functional! I am losing control! You are experiencing zero gravity. Engage your elevation unit. I cannot power the thrusters for long. Are all your subsystems diverted? I will confirm. No, I did that. Whoa! I'm very jealous of your personal thrusters. I'm terrible at zero gravity. Get far too excited. Doctor! See, you've been cooped up in the lab too long, forgotten how to shoot in zero gravity. Your recoil is a nightmare. Communications lost. This is expected with the transfer of power. The scientist is required. Blackout will be temporary. With drive system stable, we can navigate out of the vortex and contact Dalek Command. We must find a suitable destination before the ship disintegrates. Our primary concern is to contact the Emperor. We will be stranded. You forget what we possess. A TARDIS! This sabotage is your work! You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Do your thing, rate, review and subscribe. Doing it, I'm doing it! And have an extra bicky with your tea whilst you're at it. Oh, lovely.